Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm, and we're located in Riverside. We serve the Inland Empire primarily. I'm a certified financial planner, and I have three other individuals in my office that are also CFPs, and we are fiduciaries. A fiduciary means that we make decisions that are only in the best interest of the client. If you'd like to know more about what a fiduciary is, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just simply call our office, 951-684-7011, and we'll be glad to send you out some information about that. Now, every week, I divide my program into three segments. The first segment is Retirement Update. The second one is Tactical Asset Management. And the third one is News You Can Use. Now, because of the coronavirus and all of the emergency uh, self-isolation and quarantining, uh, my, my voice probably sounds a little bit different because I'm recording from my home via an app that I work with the radio station. Um, so if it sounds a little bit distant, it's because of that. I apologize for those of you that, that uh, are saying, wow, he really sounds different. But uh, in the first segment of the program today, what I want to talk about in retirement update, I want to talk about some things that uh, are not related to the coronavirus, but re- re- basically it's the relationship between Medicare and health savings accounts, uh, commonly referred to as HSA accounts. And can you keep an HSA account and can you continue to contribute to an HSA account after you've gone on to Medicare? And some people that are continuing to work, I've had conversations with clients and saying, well, I'm just going to keep my HSA account and I'm going to go on to Medicare, but I'm going to have my company pay for my health insurance. So therefore, I don't have to do anything because my health insurance will automatically be through the company and I can continue to contribute to my HSA accounts. Well, uh, not quite. Like everything within the government, there's always rules and there are conditions by which you have to be aware of. And with an HSA account, what you have to do is you have to make sure that when you apply for Medicare, you have a seven-month you have a seven-month enrollment period for Medicare. And so it's three months before the month you turn 65, and then three months after the month you turn 65. Now, according to the rules, you have to stop contributing to your HSA account. And you have to stop the month before you are qualifying to qual- you know, to apply for Medicare. Now, normally you would enroll in Medicare during that seven-month initial enrollment period. And the only exception is if you continue to be covered, in other words, 
You don't have to take Medicare as long as you are being covered by a group health insurance policy from your current employer and or your spouse's current employer. And your group health insurance coverage must have at least 20 or more workers to qualify for the exemption. So that means you have to stop contributing to your HSA account. You apply for Medicare. You take only the coverages that Medicare will require from you. And if you're still working with a company and they have at least 20 employees and or your spouse, you don't have to stop contributing to HSA. But there is a gap. You have to stop making contributions to the HSA during that period of time of enrollment. If you continue your HSA, now if you have a good provider, they'll, they'll, they'll stop you from making contributions and send them back to you until you have a, an all clear, so to speak. But it's important for you to know. I mean, in my situation, I would love to contribute to an HSA. When I turned age 65 and applied for Medicare, I had to stop all contributions to my HSA account. Now, again, what are the advantages of an HSA account? An HSA, for every dollar you put into it, you get a tax deduction. For, and then during that period of time that it grows, you don't pay any taxes on the growth of it. And if you use it for a qualified medical expense, you don't pay any taxes on the distribution. So it literally has a triple tax-free event. It's the only thing like it in our country. It's phenomenal. And I encourage people, first of all, find out whether or not your company has a high deductible plan and do you qualify for an HSA plan? Because you can contribute up to $3,550. And if you're older than 55, you can contribute another $1,000 for what they call a catch-up in the contribution rate. So that would give you $4,550. But if you're a family, you can contribute up to uh, $7,100 or $8,100 into family coverage. And again, it's all tax deductible. It's not based on your income. It's not based on any, uh, any uh, uh, comparison with any of your assets or anything like that. And what you have is the ability to continue to accumulate these tax-free, tax-deductible monies. Now, the key here is that if you're below 65 and if your company has a high deductible plan, whether it's 20 employees or less, you can still contribute to an HSA. And if you don't have that plan, I would suggest that you talk to your employer and see whether or not you have, if they have some prospect of changing or giving you an ability so that you can actually get into those kind of plans. An HSA plan is phenomenal, folks. And if you can get to it, if you can use it, but what I'm talking about this morning is if you're approaching Medicare age, you have to be very careful about how you structure your contributions. You have to stop them and start them. And then your employer has to fit within certain guidelines in order for you to continue the HSA, which would be after the seventh month, after that, that guideline, you know, three months before the month of and the three months after, that you can start making contributions into your HSA plan. And you can continue to make contributions into your HSA plan for as long as you continue to work and as long as your employer provides that health insurance benefit to you. If you'd like to have more information about this, I have an article that I can send to you. It says Medicare and HSA accounts don't mix. And it talks very specifically about the uh, the timelines and the dollar amounts and everything else is written by Mary Beth Franklin. She's probably the most uh, knowledgeable person in the country regarding Medicare, Medicare benefits, and health insurance 
and all these other things that come alongside of Social Security. And there's a lot of these other benefits that come along when we all turn get close to age 65 or so. And if you'd like to have information on this, and again, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. Just give me a call at my office, 951-684-7011, or simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. You know, America has seen some dire stock downturns and mighty bull runs. And that's that's not that's just counting this last week. Um, coronavirus alerts, falling interest rates, election year plots and twists. Um, we're going from gloom and glee to mostly gloom. Uh, bonds have gone bananas. Um, I mean, do you remember the simpler times when the 10-year treasury yields was just a whole number? Now it's a fractional number. But I'm here to say to take heart. The the uh, the turmoil has scared up some phenomenal good deals. And what we're doing is we're sitting down with, with clients right now. I'm having a number of clients that are saying, when do we buy back in? And so we're trying to analyze. We've had some pretty good up markets, but we uh, we have a long ways yet to go to get back to where we started, even to the first of the year and or to the top of the market. Um, now, during this period of time, uh, I've talked to you about this in a radio program before, we are tactical. So therefore, when risk and volatility enters into the marketplace, we start to hit the brakes. And by hitting the brakes, what we do is we go into cash or cash equivalents. And typically cash equivalents are short-term bonds. And what we've even seen, short-term bonds have um, fixed income has gone down because the underlying values uh, have had indiscriminate selling. So as I've, I've sat down and, and met with individual clients via the internet uh, or WebEx, uh, we, we, we take them through the individual portfolio and explain to them why, why we held on to certain things, even though they, they had some erosion aspects to it. And we've seen a, a pretty good bounce back here this week. But with that said, we are, a bond in your bond portfolio right now is a ballast. So when the market is off as much as 30, 35, 40% as it has been at some of the uh, bottoms, bond values have held, held up pretty strong, particularly short-term bonds. And 
even though bond yields have hit record low, um, you know, in treasuries, you know, they, they have felt that, you know, 30-year bond yields has uh, fallen below 2%. And you see a 10-year has actually crashed below 1%. But if you look at that as far as a percentage, it's not as much erosion. And when the market starts to turn up, those will respond quicker than stocks. So what we're trying to do is to try to build ballast within our accounts. So as a tactical asset manager, we have... You know, just as simplistically, what we have is three mechanisms. We have the accelerator when when volatility goes down and the the risk factor starts to decrease. We have an accelerator that we can increase the amount of exposure to equities when we need to. But when we see the volatility increase, we have breaks. And the breaks would be that you would start to reduce your exposure to equities and you would start to bring more and more bonds into the portfolio. And then the last is the airbag. In other words, we are headed towards an accident. We've already had the accident. There's an airbag deployed, so nobody's going to get injured. So what we do is we talk about capital destruction. And what we are trying to do is accomplish a, a methodology that will allow us to preserve capital, albeit if the market is down, let's say 40% and you're down 10% or 15%, it's retrievable. When you start to get into capital destruction that ends the 40 or 50%, it becomes much more difficult to uh, recover that in the marketplace. Now, again, my comments to clients and uh, other people I've talked to is that I think a year from now, we are going to see, uh, we're going to look at this through the rearview mirror. We're going to look back at it. So right now is to preserve the capital through this tumultuous time. And how we do that is by using bonds. Now, um, there's there's a there's always two sides to any investment. Remember, anytime that you sell something, somebody on the other side is buying it, thinking it's a good value. You're selling it because you think you want to take profit and you want to move on. On the other side, if you're buying something, somebody on the other side thinks they want to get rid of it. And a lot of emotion, behavioral finance is involved right now with what's going on in the, the marketplace. We're seeing indiscriminate selling and that becomes a time when you want to you want to be able to kind of keep your wits about yourself. You don't want to exit from the marketplace in its entirety. And every client, of course, is different. If somebody is in their 70s and 80s, that's going to be different than somebody who's in their 40s and 50s. So again, um, you know, uh, less than probably a year from now, we're going to see a fairly good snapback and recovery within equities. The uh, fiscal stimulus has been passed by Congress. And it's going to pump in, you know, the initial bills talks about $2 trillion. But when you look at all the liquidity that the Federal Reserve is putting in, you know, on the monetary side, and then you look at the fiscal side, what Congress is going to put into the economy, it's going to be pretty, it's somewhere close to $4 trillion. With that amount of money going into the economy uh, and, and money that is going to be direct payments, not only to uh, rank and file wage earners, but also to forgivable loans to corporations. A lot of the details still have to be sorted out, but my sense is, is that once we get past the coronavirus, the isolation, America is going to want to go back to work. And what we're looking for, we're actually coming up with stocks and individual equities that we feel are going to be better buys as we move into that next segment, what I call the recovery segment. Because remember, going into this, uh, going into February, we had... 
We had a GDP growth rate of over 3%, which was phenomenal. We had the lowest unemployment rate recorded almost in over 50 years. So our economy was really booming. So within relatively a month, we have seen it go from the best of circumstances to the worst of circumstances. So coming out of this, everybody is ready and able, and most companies are ready to go back to work and to bring their people back as soon as the all-clear signal is sounded. You're going to see everybody move quickly and moving into a direction where uh, wages will start to flow again, people will get back into some kind of normality. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I don't think we're out of the woods, woods yet. Until we get, uh, get past the uh, unemployment rates, uh, I think we're going to see some astounding unemployment rates uh, that are going to come out. I think that the GDP is going to take a hit really hard. Recession, they're talking about recession. Now, there's always an indicator of what is a recession and what is not. Uh, believe me, folks, we're in a recession, but it could be extremely short-lived. Now, certain industries are going to have a much more difficult time in recovery, particularly in the hospitality section. You know, you're talking about hotels, cruises, resorts, uh, vacation type things. I think it's going to take a while for those to recover because it's not an immediate. Other things that are immediate will recover very quickly. And I think you'll see a rebound within the economy. So therefore, right now, you just need to be calm, uh, roll through the punches, and you'll be okay on the other end. If you'd like to talk to me, I'd be more than happy to sit down and listen with you. We can do it by via phone or by WebEx. Give me a call at my office, 951-684-7011. Stay tuned for my next section. It's news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. You know, I, I try to get very little of my news over television, um, what, what I refer to as the talking heads. I try to read and read responsible journalism. And I have, over the last week, I have cut out many articles from the Wall Street Journal and various other, um, what I consider reputable journalistic publications. And... The first one was this one that was published as these, these drugs are helping out COVID-19 patients. And you've probably heard about this is that the, uh, the uh, uh, malaria drug, um, you know, that they're combining that with a ZPAC. And this doctor wrote this long editorial or this long opinion letter saying that he has treated patients that he's had that were very ill. And the combination of these two things together have caused, uh, well, in this article here, he says, I have 100% recovery. Now, comment by the president talking about this um, uh, this particular drug has caused a rush 
And apparently even physicians right now are unable to even to get this as a treatment potential because all the supply has been bought out. But this particular article says these drugs are helping our COVID-19 patients. And it's he goes on to talk about um, how this combination of these two, and if you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'll send it out to you. There's been a lot of information in the news about it. And of course, the media says they just say that's not that's not an appropriate action. They've had some people that have taken this drug and they've overdosed on it because it's used to treat lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and some other conditions uh, besides malaria. And um, you know, people are self-medicating, which which clearly is not is is really insane. You don't do that without being under a physician's care and and monitoring. But uh, what I'm hearing and talking to clients of mine that are physicians. They are holding credence to this. This has some value within the medical community. The other thing is that they're trying to do is trying to get trials. There's an article that um, that I cut out says drug trials of the century underway, and they're trying to come up with a ready, you know, a ready available trial that is fairly inexpensive and they can get into the marketplace quickly. And this article talks about clinical trials and what they're doing. They're hoping within the next couple months to have phenomenal um, accuracy as to the number of tests that they can do in a, in a single day. Um, then this one recently, this was on March 25th. This is written by two physicians from Stanford. Is COVID-19 as deadly as they say? And this article goes on to talk about um, the prevalence rate. Now, I have a client who works in um, you know, the health administration. And he said that the, the key thing is to look at the prevalence rate. And this article talks about it. And the, he said, as best as they can get a hold of the information, looking at not only different countries, but also here in the United States, but they're looking at a prevalence rate of just over 1%. And this article goes on to talk about, again, this is written by two physicians from Stanford, saying that the prevalence rate is not nearly as much as what most people are kind of alluding to or what they're talking about. And then they look at the mortality rate is not much different than what you would have from the normal seasonal flu. Now, again, any of my comments that I'm talking about here, um, I'm not a physician. I'm not in the medical community. I don't, I'm not trained from a medical perspective. What I'm trying to do is to give you information so that you can counter, at least in some way, counter some of the information that you're getting um, through what I call the panic. And you know, you can't turn on the television without having the news completely absorbed within coronavirus and people talking the number of infections, the number of people, you know, the concentrated areas, the people that have died. And people are just so focused on that, they need to step back and read and understand that the circumstances probably aren't as dire as what is being advertised or what's being promoted uh, through the television. Again, my comment to media is be careful what you continually talk about because you're scaring people. And what I'm trying to do with my listeners is to provide you information that makes you better, more informed, and you can make better choices. Now, again, all the things that we're talking about in order to stop the COVID, the spread of the COVID-19, I think is really, um, is really important to understand that you can do self-isolation. You keep your uh, social distancing. All those things, if you're ill, stay away from them from the from other people. You know, those things are all really important. But at the end of the day, become educated. And I'll be happy, more than happy to send you out copies of these articles. Just give me a call at my office 
951-684-7011, or simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. We will get through this together, folks. Together we will win. Until next week, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances, the information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.